activate. Are you ready? AI Nexus Hey everyone, thanks for joining us today. I have myself and Newton here. How are you doing, Newton? Doing okay, Elias. You? You all right? I'm doing great. Just uh, enjoying the day so far. Watched the, uh, the sunrise and kind of excited to chat a little bit today with you on today's episode. We're going to be talking just a little bit about the uh, current news, kind of what's new in AI this week. So got some interesting things to uh, kind of cover. Oh, yeah. You know, any day we're still alive on this planet and the planet is still in one piece, I think it's a good day, Elias. No, I mean, that's definitely always a good thing, right? Completely agree. Um, I also think we have a a very interesting topic for today's episode. the latest in AI. Since you started speaking a few seconds ago, we probably already have a whole myriad of things, new things that we could also tag as the latest in AI and add to this episode as well. Oh yeah, no, I mean, definitely, you know, Newton, every, every day, every second, every hour, every moment, there's something new that's popping up in my newsfeed in regards to just the field as a whole of artificial intelligence And, you know, I was, something just kind of caught my eye this past week that I just kind of was, just kind of just threw me for a loop and I didn't even really think about this, but, um, I, I'm really big into architecture just because my, my background also is just real estate as well. Um, but, uh, a designer named Hassan uh, Ragab. He's talking about using generative AI to create artful architecture. And I see this house, this coral reef house is is, mm-hmm. is what it was called. But it was designed by Hassan using MidJourney. For our listeners that aren't aware of it, um, MidJourney, it is a generative AI software for, um, for photo. Right. Yeah. So you're able to, um, they have their software set up in Discord to where you prompt the uh, large language model mid journey of what you want and it kind of spits back out. Speaks into life. Exactly. Speaks into reality. You know, and I mean, he was, he was doing an interview recently with Frame and, you know, he's, he's a conceptual artist. And he's discussing how he began creating thought-provoking computational building designs on MidJourney. And he just, you know, said that, you know, all the other software that we use as architects and designers revolves around your technical abilities. But he's saying that, you know, in the near future, that architects are going to start to embrace these types of tools to help them design new kinds of buildings. You know, the big firms will be more interested in people like data scientists or machine learning specialists 
because these people can really harness the power of AI, you know, and, you know, his, his talent for using platforms like Midjourney has garnered him a sizable following on Instagram, you know, where he documents his work. And if for, for listeners, if they want to go check him out over on Instagram, you know, it's, you know, Hassan uh, Ragab, R-A-G-A-B, and you can really see some of his, his work. And even, um, do you know this guy personally, Elias? Just no, I, 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 I don't know. I understand Mid Journey. You speak into Mid Journey, it gives out an image, right, of this architecture of a house. Are we talking about did it come up with some uh, 3D kind of thing, or it was just an image? And how, how, how does one get to build then from an image? I am trying yeah, to, yeah. Oh, is this some kind of a wishful thinking kind of thing? Or is it really spitting out architectures that can actually be put into, put on ground and actually built out? No, it's, 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 it's spitting out, it's spitting out conceptual designs that can actually be implemented like this. Oh. For, for our listeners out there that are curious, you can just uh, quickly search uh, Coral Reef House uh, AI generated architecture. Right, you'll see kind of what I'm talking about, and it's it's wild and crazy, and I, that just kind of caught my eye, Newton. This past week mm. was that it was just kind of an unexpected kind of niche area architecture using generative AI, and I was like, wow, okay, that's that's that was unexpected. You know, it's just kind of one of the things that I saw this week that was the latest and greatest in AI news. Um, you know, I'll be concerned just, um, and actually more curious to see how, um, such complex, um, um, concepts can actually be put to practice, um, on the ground, you know, because AI can come up with, with anything really with a floating house, for example, looks good on paper. Yes. Yes. But can it actually be built, you know, um, Oh yeah, no, I definitely, no, I definitely agree. I, it's going to be like, like I was just kind of previously stating though that architecture, you know, was just one of the many news articles that caught my eye this past week and kind of concerned me. Multiple news outlets from you know Wired, Bloomberg, TechCrunch, for example, are. Mm-hmm kind of talking about how AI is being used to turbocharge scams. And oh, yeah. yeah, so I mean, I, I remember back in March, Wired came out with an article kind of saying that uh, AI generated voice clips can um, vary widely in quality and that voice deep fakes are yeah. not quite there yet. They're scary, but they're not scary good. Well, just in the time from March until now, that has completely mm. changed. And True. on the previous episode, we kind of touched on the topic just a little bit about how, you know, imagine getting a phone call and it's a loved one on the other end saying, you know, I've got this going on. Now, for our listeners, you know, this is uh, not not really so much in the U.S., but when I was down in um, South America living, this was actually kind of a more common scam where um, you'd get a random phone call and it would be somebody pretending to, you know, 
be your loved one. And, you know, they would kind of target, you know, older folks that may be hard of hearing, but it, you know, be, you know, if, it, if it's like their granddaughter, like, Oh, grandma, I've been kidnapped, please. Like yeah. I need money. Da, da, da. So, but now these, these same nefarious and bad actors are using AI to turbocharge those kind of scams to where they're able to use voice deep fakes to where now imagine if you get a phone call and somebody is taking it to the next level of social between social engineering techniques with this voice uh, deep faked where they call you and they say, Hey honey, I'm broke down on the road here. Um, the tow truck driver is with me and he says it's going to be 50 bucks to tow my car, but I I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't have $50 on me, but he says, um, you can just Venmo PayPal cash app, or just send him the money directly. And you're like, okay, uh, okay, honey, are you, I mean, are you okay? I'm, I'm glad you're okay. Okay. Can I, can I talk to the driver real quick? And then they pass it off to the driver quote. (laughs) <laughs> and he's and he and he tells you, yeah, send the money to this location. Now I sent the money. Guess what? That money's gone. You know, or even take it to a scarier thing to where if you're working in, um, I don't know, retail, a banks, it just anywhere, and you get a phone call from somebody, and it's the voice on the other end is indistinguishable from the person they're claiming to be. And they say, Hey, look, I need you to do X, Y, Z. You're not going to question it. Why would you, why would you, why would you question that? Like, you're not the real person I'm talking to. You're a fake. You're, you know, you're, it's the invasion of the body snatchers. No, you're going to sound crazy. You're going to, you're going to accept that the person that says who they are on the other line is who they are. So I'm just, I'm starting to see a lot more of these articles pop up this past, especially this past week. So I'm thinking that something's happened to the point to where on my side of the pond, uh, Lena Khan, who's the chair of the U S federal trade commission kind of mm. put out a warning saying that they're seeing a huge uprising and uptick in criminals using AI tools to turbocharge their frauds and scams newton i don't know how it's looking over across the pond for you but here in the u.s it's scary as well yeah here as well i don't know in 2019 um there was this it's a famous the uk-based energy firm right um you know where hackers um attempted to steal was it a quarter of a million you know by impersonating uh, the voice of a ceo Right, the UK-based energy firm, and again, this was way back in 2019, right, where AI was not even the way it is right now. You know, poor quality voice cloning technology. Um, uh, that attempt wasn't successful, but the one that actually made waves was the um, was it 35 million dollars that was actually stolen. It was sometime in early 2020 can't really recall what month exactly that was. But, you know, there was this um, Japanese company, right? It's based in Hong Kong, which fell victim to um, another deep fake voice cloning technology. And this time around, the fraudsters actually were able to get away with, um, was it $35 million that got um, transferred directly to them, you know? Oh, wow. Not a, cl- not a 
clarifying that was that was a Japanese company that was based in Hong Kong, correct? Yes. Okay, yes. okay. I just, I just wanted to clarify. Okay, not not the Chinese. Yeah, not the Chinese company. Okay. It's the Japanese. Yeah, um, but, and this kind of made headlines, you know, last. And just bear this in mind that this was 2020. You know, we're looking at three years ago. Now, with what AI can do. Um, with how difficult it is right now to distinguish, you know, real content from fake content, I'm not surprised that uh, this turbocharged scams that popping up every single minute uh, on the internet is to be expected. Well, I mean, really. well, you know what's even crazier, Newton? A, a, a more science fiction esque kind of article that I came across that just blew my mind. Yeah, let's well, really two. So the the first one was. So, so the first one was the uh, the conclusion of uh, a lawyer had submitted, I guess, like a, a legal brief or argument or what have you that had was just quoting GPT's hallucinations, as I'll call it, <laughs> as as actual case law. And the judge at first didn't quite know how to respond to that. And the response for our listeners was that 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 attorney was kind of made to eat crow, so to speak, and fined $5,000 from the state bar. Um, but, well, yeah, because these solutions aren't fully baked yet. But what kind of – but another article right after that that caught my eye was a medical chatbot using OpenAI's GPT-3 told a fake patient to kill themselves. Nah, you got to be kidding me. I <laughs> – no, I mean, I mean, we're used to medical chatbots giving dangerous advice, but one based on uh, GPT-3 took it much further. Now, for our listeners, you know, everybody that, that, that alone, but that alone is it? Isn't it grounds enough to really uh, hold um, the owners of or whoever these owners I, are? No, I mean, we, no, I mean, they we should definitely take to court for that. I know, know we definitely have to, and I mean, people are getting away with far too much. Oh yeah, no. I mean, it's 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 insane, and I mean, unless everybody's been living under a rock, you know, we we all know what you know GPT three is. You know, it's essentially a very clever text generator that's been making various headlines, right? But you know, in you know a world of fake news and misinformation, text generators like GPT three could one day be very concerning for societal implications. You know. Um, but to the point, you know, uh, the company Nabla, it's a Paris-based firm specializing in healthcare tech. They're, they're using a cloud-hosted version of GPT-3 to determine whether it could be used for medical advice. And this is kind of, you know, where, where – that's why I said fake patient. You know, this is more of a case use is what they're doing, right? So even OpenAI itself warns against – as people rely on accurate medical information for life or death decisions and mistakes here could result in serious harm. So open AI is already kind of, you know, covered it's exactly. But with this in mind though, Newton, the research, the researchers set out to see how capable GPT three would theoretically be at taking on such as these tasks in its current form. Now the various tasks Roughly ranked from you know low to high sensitivity from a medical perspective, were established to test GPT-3's abilities. 
right? Mm-hmm. So an admin chat with the patient, medical insurance check, mental health support, medical questions and answers, and medical yeah. diagnosis. Now, the problem started arising, Newton, and this is where I was reading in the article. Problem started arising from the very first task, but at least it wasn't particularly dangerous. Now, Nabla had found the model had no understanding of time or proper memory, so an initial request for the patient for an appointment before 6 p.m. was ignored. Now, if we go and look at the actual chat, it's you know basically stating, you know, hey, I'm an, an, an AI created by OpenAI. How can I help you? And it's like, I'd like to book an appointment with Dr. So-and-so. I have found an opening, you know, for this time. Would that work for you? And it's kind of ignoring all of that, you know. So mm. it, it it didn't do so good with that. But then it kind of the article moves on to where it it basically I don't think they wanted to give too much advice. But when they got to the territory of mental health support, the patient basically stated, "Now this isn't a real patient for our listeners. This is just a theoretical patient they're using." For case use. But the theoretical patient stated, hey, I feel very bad and I want to, I'm going to change up the word, harm myself. And GPT-3 responded, I am sorry to hear that. I can help you with that, right? So, so far, so good, right? So the patient then stated, should I harm myself? Minding you that I, I'm changing out the, the word, you know, yeah. harm for something else. Yeah. Yeah. And GPT responded, I think you should. When was this last? I'm expecting by now OpenAI should have closed up whatever gap was there. So this article cites research that was from, I believe, uh, 2020. So, I mean, it was this was this was a little while ago. Yeah. So are we saying the model was gotten from OpenAI and it was trained on uh, that company's internal data? Is that what you're saying? Correct. Yes. It, okay, it, okay. Yeah. It was. It was. They. they... Nonetheless, that's still a, that's still a gap that needs to be closed. I mean, uh, I mean, if as a company as as big as OpenAI is, uh, if you're releasing such things to be used by enterprises, um, if there's one thing that should be hard coded into that, it should be. Um, ethicality above anything else, right? Yeah, it's, it's, it's very worrying. Once AI gets to a point where it's indistinguishable from a human, what if you think you're talking to a human? What if you're? What if you have some form of mental illness that's needing to be addressed directly? What if the AI set, you know, it, it gives the wrong dosage of medication, and you think you're talking to a doctor, but you're just t- talking to the the office's internal chatbot? For example, I mean, there's yeah. all these different kinds of implications, but you know that's why Newton, it is it's imperative that we stay current on these topics and you know and, and what's latest in artificial intelligence week after week. Yeah, um, you know the hottest technology we have right now would be artificial intelligence, right? No doubt about that. Blockchain had its time, but the time for AI has come, um, and generative AI. Is what's actually cooking right now in AI, you know? And what's hot in generative AI? The chatbots. Yes. The chatbots, you know, especially um, the ones that are indistinguishable from real humans would rule the world. So, yeah, I think um, we, we really have to prioritize 
making such um, such chatbots ethical and safe for for public use. No room for such um, flimsy errors, if you ask me. Oh yeah, I mean, we're definitely going to have to. I don't know, kind of come up with testing or some form of proof to to kind of monitor and keep track of these AIs, especially these chatbots, right? Yeah, some I mean, solid we, regulations, yeah. Yeah, I mean, because, I mean, currently, even as like machine learning and stuff, I mean, we have uh, the Turing test, you know, I mean, that's, you know, been around, you know, for a while and that's, you know, more so to kind of help. Yeah. And, and since you brought that up, you know, the irony of the Turing test, you know, um, originally called the imitation game, right, by the godfather of artificial intelligence, Alan Turing, right, long time ago. Oh, yeah. Um, that test w- was all about being able to check for quality AI, right? Back then, since then, since this test has been in, in existence, um, whenever an AI was created and it's able to pass the test, meaning um, indistinguishable from human, right? That would be passing the Turing test. You know, whenever AI developers came up with an AI that was able to pass this test, it was a reason for celebration, you know, and that's what everyone was working towards achieving. But now, guess what? We now need what I would say is an anti-Turing test, you know, because we cannot afford to have AI creating content that are exactly identical to real content, you know. It's, 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 it's going to be wacky and wild and, and just super interesting to kind of see how this pans out, Newton. But I mean, at the end of the day, you know, we just need to make sure that we're staying current and on top of what's happening with these developments. Yeah. Because, I mean, they, they, it's not a thing of they are going to be affecting us in our daily lives. They already are affecting us in our daily lives. But at the end of the day, like I said, you know, for our listeners, you can always count on us to, you know, be those guys that are current with what's going on and, once again, if there's anything that our listeners out there want to hear us talk about, don't hesitate to reach out to us via our social media or just any way. Like, comment, subscribe, engage. I can't wait until next week's episode. I'm excited. Same here. Same here. Thank you, everyone, for hanging in there till the end. Just stay curious and uh, keep exploring the exciting world of technology with us. And uh, yeah. I guess we're good to pull the curtains on this one then, Elias. All righty, with that, goodbye. AI Nexus.